On this episode of Blending Bourbon, Dixon and I blend some bourbon. Blending Bourbon is the podcast that takes you beyond the barrel and behind the scenes of the whiskey industry with master blenders Dixon Deadman and David Mark Young. Welcome back to another episode of Golden Chiefs Blending Bourbon. Dixon Deadman, 2XO Whiskey, joined as always by the owner and master blender of Golden Sheaf, Mr. Ryan C. Um, uh, David Mark Young. Sorry about <laughs> that. Isn't... Hey, yeah, that's I, okay. I can see how you would confuse us. I thought it was. Um, I was thinking about you know New Year's, Happy New Year, Happy first New Year. show in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. How was your your New Year, your holiday season? Um, fantastic. I, I, uh, you know, got off the, I think I got home on the 19th of December and I don't leave again until next week. So I have, uh, four, four and a half weeks of sleeping in my own house. I won't say sleeping in my own bed, but sleeping in my (laughs) own house. And, um, I put my suitcase away and my toothbrush in my little toothbrush holder, not in wow. my travel kit. And um, yeah, so I mean, I'm I've had a blast. My wife and children are really ready for me to be gone again. But <laughs> it's already that time, yeah, huh? Yeah, but I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Now you have a good good. We have to call it the season, right? Do you have a good holiday season? Holiday, yeah, it was great. It was great worked um played oh thanks yeah we didn't travel we didn't go anywhere um it was actually you know it was kind of nice things slowed down a little bit and um you know just need a little bit of distraction every once in a while family things and um holiday things work things but it was good um i think i'm ready to get back at it. I'm hitting the road myself this week. So, um, looking forward to that. Yeah. I, um, you don't have to deal with this, but one of the things like we, and I love it. I love being home and I love, you know, but, but this time of year, like when it gets cold like this and I've got young, younger kids mm-hmm. and it's just a perpetual somebody's throwing up. Somebody's got a runny nose. Somebody's got a cough. Somebody's got a fever. Somebody's got, you know, something. It's just, it's just nonstop. And it's just, um, I know we were just talking about your, your, um, looking at it, snow and (laughs) the cold and all that stuff. And, and I, you know, I, I, I just like this, I I'm starting being here. Like I'm starting to get that cabin fever a little bit. Like how I can't, I can't I just walk around my house in the morning and pick up like wadded up Kleenexes and, you know, with a, <laughs> with a Clorox wipe wiping down. It's like, how do we, these germs, these, right. this, this is, I, I need, I need, I'm, I'm ready for spring already. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was just yeah. a parenting rant rant that I had. Yeah, I remember those days. Little kids and yeah. everybody somebody's always sick. And yeah, you, you just you can't avoid it. But um 
Yeah, cold here. Super cold here. It's going to be in uh, negative 20. That's what they're forecasting. Forecasting about a foot of snow. It's, that, uh, it's like too much. That, for me, that is the fifth circle of hell. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's over the top. It really is. Below but it cracks 20 me up. and a foot of snow, that is, that, that is, I mean, if you were really going to torture me, that That's, would be, <laughs> that would be it. We should come to Snowmaha in Yeah, I'm going to New York, so I don't know if that that's going to I don't know. I feel like right now there's this big winter, winter Mageddon, Snowmageddon, something taking over the country right now. Yeah, it has a name. I don't remember what it is. It's like Biff or something like that. Biff the Blizzard. Yeah. So, all right, David, I know you, um, you like... You know, one of the things that is that separates you and I a little bit is like you are a bourbon guy. You're a whiskey guy, like 100% all in. You know, I, I, I've talked at length about, you know, getting to the point, like sometimes I'm just like, um, you know, finish up, like where's the, you know, I'm a gin and tonic guy. We drink a lot of wine over the holidays, you know, it just – but I know you're different. You're, you're, a, I mean, you're like a, you're a double neat all the time. What over the holidays, best, best pour you had. Mm. Oh man. This is the worst question for me. Best favorite, anything. Um, three, three, oh, three, I'll three tell best you. pours that you had three, the three best pours that you had. You're, you love to experiment. You love to try new stuff. You're always on the hunt. What were the three, three things that you had that, that you, you, you look back and say mm, that that was special. Mm. You know, one, one stands out one. And I wish I had a bottle. Um, one in particular stood out and I'm on a hunt for that bottle. It's the Hemingway rye. Not sure if you've had the opportunity to try that. It was uh, roughly 90% um, Kentucky rye, a 95.5 Kentucky rye, six-year-old, um, and 5%, or, or excuse me, 10% Indiana 95.5 rye, hmm. four years old. So, you know, four, five, six years old, somewhere in there total. A blend, obviously, 102 proof. This is all off, off the top of my head. So you, it, yeah. it clearly left a uh, it left an impact, made an impact on uh, good stuff. Really good stuff. Really unique. Finished in, um, I always say this wrong, sherry casks, but uh, uh, os, Osoloro, Os. Oloroso. <laughs> Oloroso. <laughs> um, ambidextrous or the other one. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. Uh, went back for more. It was gone. So now I'm I'm on the on the hunt on the prowl for it. I'll uh, expect to come back. Is that at a at a at a restaurant or was that something that? I was at Proof okay. Proof Whiskey Bar. Yeah, nice. out west. They always. Uh, yeah, you know nothing else really stands out. There was another rye. It was a Kansas City rye, and I just can't remember the name of it. It was it was decent. Um, I mean, we we did quite a few tastings. 
uh, quite a few golden sheaf tastings, but you know, I always, I always try new stuff. Sometimes though, just try you know, just having something that's, you know, the place might not have a big, big, uh, selection. So, um, you know, I had some, some bookers, I forget which release that was, but always a bookers fan. Yeah. Nothing else really stands out as, uh, new new wise that that i tried um how about you oh mm. i tell you you know what i had that i hadn't had in forever not a bourbon but my dad is I, my my dad was always a mccallan 12 guy oh yeah and uh and mccallan 12 has seen a bit of a price increase yeah um, so i got my i did get my dad a bottle of of uh of a Mac, of mccallan 12 and we um we i it had been a while since i had done that and we we shared a few pours of that and then that was that was very nice um and i had another um it was it was my my friend, these two um, guys, and they run a um, kind of a bourbon group in the uh, Baltimore area. And they've got two uh, big package stores, uh, All View Liquors and Drug City Liquors. Mm. And um, I had some people in my office and we, we finished off one of their, their Weller foolproof pick from a couple years ago. And, and I think the combination of that being just a phenomenal bottle and that bottle having been open for, you know, a year plus or whatever, it was just velvet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, I always... Other than a few old fashions, that may be the extent of the whiskey that I drank over the, well, I'm sure that's not true, but, um, that that's wasn't not a bad thing. So. Drinking no. all the whiskey is not always the best thing. You know, I've been in just sample mode lately. I haven't really had those, you know, sit down and indulge much. It's just kind of been sips here and there. We've done a lot of, uh, a lot of tastings comparing finished, um, whiskeys. So, um, I cracked out that, that boss hog whistle pig that I brought down about a year yeah. ago. Yeah. That was pretty good. Still, still, uh, still about a half bottle of that. Um, so, but the Penelope, um, was it the Penelope? Is that Rio? The Umbrana yeah. Honey Barrel Finish. Um, gosh, there's another one. Oh, oh, Barson Bourbon Company. They've got the. Um, um, this was one that we cracked. It had uh, the uh, French sweet white wine finish. Um, Sauterne. Sauterne. Uh, yeah. Finish. Finish bourbon. Yeah, delicious. Um, yeah, done, done a few blind tests and, uh, so we're going to roll out some, some finished products here. I'll do some stuff when I'm down in Kentucky next week or this week. Are you a, are you a new year's resolution guy? Like you... <laughs> Sometimes it's hit or miss. Um, why do you ask? I, I only ask cause like, you know, I, 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 to me, um, 
I've decided or decided years ago that New Year's resolutions were sometimes more of a set yourself up to fail than to succeed type thing. You know, it's like I'm going to start doing this and then, you know, it's like, yeah. well, so I, you know, I, I was just curious, you know, I, I decided uh, several years ago that I, I was going to be more of a, I'm going to reflect on 23 or the previous year and then, you know, reflect on 24 uh, and how I would change the previous year or what I would do differently in the coming year focus wise. Um, and, you know, it's been very interesting as we, you know, and, and like last week for me, you know, I don't ever, I don't ever stop. Um, I don't ever like, I don't ever turn, turn anything off necessarily, but you know, it, everybody came back on the second and was just like ready to go a million yeah. questions, you know? And, 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 uh, yeah, so that, that's, what's been kind of fun. Um, and I, I guess what I was, what I was getting to ask you about, you know, we're, you know, trying to think about, uh, what we do with two XO in 2024, how we, um, you know, how we approach this, how we, you know, what, not, not necessarily changes we make, but where we're going to put, you know, our focus, our attention and, and, uh, you know, what, what, uh, you know, it's like, okay, what was successful, uh, right. where, where are there, where is there more opportunity and, and, and that type of thing. And because I was curious from a golden sheaf perspective, cause I know, part of what you're doing this week and whatever is, is kind of a expanding the focus of golden chief. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Matter of fact, I wasn't really sure how to answer that question. I, I, uh, a few personal goals, um, you know, and it's just establishing consistency health wise, you know, good choices food wise and, um, you know, going to bed a decent time consistently, um, and then running, you know, I got another marathon on the, on the radar. So I'm going to get back into that, but business wise, yes, it's all, it's all about business and all these things kind of, um, point to the business goals. It's kind of like, you know, take better care of me so I can take better care of the business. And, uh, so yeah, you know, yeah, I, this podcast, for example, I mean, there's kind of some, um, re, uh, strategy planning as far as focus and that sort of thing. So there'd be some changes, you know, that we'll roll roll out. We've talked about that over the coming months, um, just kind of format wise and, um, focus. Um, but as far as the business, you know, it's, um, it's kind of getting back to the basics and, you know, doing what I started doing, which was, just creating some really good whiskey and uh, being creative. <clears throat> so I've got a number of things on the map short term. Last year was kind of experiment with this experiment with that scale. Um, but, you know, we're still going to continue to do that, but, but it's kind of getting back to the core of what I want to do. I want to produce whiskey, you know, and it's, it's mostly in the form of these smaller batches, these, you know, two, 300 bottle 
batches that are unique blends, um, a smattering of unique finishes, but rolling them out and then also into the the new markets that we've introduced Golden Chief into, including Kentucky and um, you know some of the online presence, so that we can you know continue to grow. But it's we're still trying to maintain small footprint. Not you know it's interesting. You have these conversations with people and. Everybody wants to help out. We've talked about this before. Everybody wants to help out. Hey, I've got a friend in Seattle um, who has a neighbor who um, their dad was a distributor for a long time. And I could probably introduce you and, you know, get you into Washington state. And, you know, it's not, it's not always about more states. It's about maximizing the, the territory that you're in and the market space that you're in. So um, as much as I love that and appreciate it, the focus is getting really good whiskey that's going to put a focus on the brand into the existing market space. And um, so, yeah, we'll see a, a variety of things. Looking forward to rolling those out too on here, including a higher end package, some really aged blended whiskey, um, you know, unique stuff kind of in a um, uh, higher end presentation um, you know, overall luxury brand packaging, small amounts, um, and then some of our, our usual, but, um, yeah, I'm excited to do what we did here in, you know, our backyard in Nebraska now in Kentucky and be able to release some of that because we saw a, a big impact and it's always cool to have, you know, our standards on the shelf, our standard straight bourbon, straight rye. But then to complement that with, you know, one or two finished products, um, experiments, if you will, but on the shelf. So now we're, we're going to start doing that in Kentucky. So that'll be fun to introduce that. It's awesome. Well, I mean, we talked about this and I kind of, um, you know, made, made a mess of my side of it. But um, you did your homework and... <laughs> And, and so we're, what we're going to do over the next little bit is that David is going to take us through, um, a blending exercise and, uh, he's got multiple components that he, you know, he has, he has to work with and what are we going to, we going to taste these things and then talk about what we're getting, how they might play, how they might work and then put them together and see what you got kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but you're totally on the spot here. I mean, you're, this is, like, yeah. this is and I, I got this. I got this. Yeah. You know, I can't say I necessarily did my homework, but my, my homework is out here splayed on always here in my workspace. So, um, yeah, you know, just talking about, um, so this, this kind of stems from conversations, right? You do tastings and, and you get such a wide variety of, of consumers and there's always the consumers that, you know, they ask where, Oh, where do you distill? And then, you know, it's responded with a story of, um, you know, I'm not a, I don't distill, I'm a blender. Oh, so you just buy Indiana bourbon and put it in a bottle and slap your label on it. And not every conversation is like that, but you know, you end up telling a story about blending. And, you know, I find myself really proud of 
what I do, you know, blending and, and have sort of, uh, you know, the story gets better each time I tell it. And when I think of blending, this is, I think this is really kind of the, the whole point of this exercise is to kind of, um, highlight what blending is in the bourbon world in particular and, you know, the benefits of it. And, and I love single barrels. I love a good single barrel pick. I, I love, you know, the right age, um, barrel strength. You get what you get. It's, um, sometimes it's amazing and other times it's, it's not, um, sometimes, you know, producers will proof those down, customize the, the proof, you know, to, 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 maximize the flavor with what they have, you know, the variables that they have. So, so to me, blending is taking, you know, adding additional variables to be able to maximize that. And, um, you know, it's one thing to have a pick of a, you know, single barrel rye. And that's what I have here is I've got some, some rye, some, well, this is corn, high corn bourbon, um, and some wheat. And, you know, when people ask why blend, why, 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 well, I liken it to, and we've talked about this a number of times, but let's pull the thread a little bit further. You know, a chef, a, a really good chef, uh, they get creative. Not every chef just goes and buys a side of meat and serves it up on a dish, you know, they take it back to their kitchen and that, that's, that's their basis. That's their foundation that they start out with, right? A cut of beef or a cut of pork or chicken or fish. And then they take their unique seasons and, you know, their recipe and they apply that. And that's what makes dining such a fun and, you know, unique experience when you go to a new restaurant, right? And that's someone's creation, they're taking that foundational piece. And so similar to buying a MGP rye, some producers take 95.5 MGP rye at cast strength. Um, they put it in a bottle and then they put a fancy label on it and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, what I do is a little bit different. I take that and some other stuff and some other stuff and some other stuff, you know, potentially five, six, seven other products and blend them together and create something unique. And, and that's what I love. That's my joy. And not only am I taking multiple whiskeys and blending them together from multiple regions, um, at varied ages and proofs and mash bills, potentially, um, you know, that's just it. You, then you can take that and proof it down to where that flavor profile is most, uh, predominant. And okay, I, that's, I love where this goes. So let's let's do this. Let's All do right, it. The fir, for, what's the first one you're going to do? First, first pour. So here's what I want to um, do. I want yeah. I want you to put a little bit of that in a glass. What is this one? This is an MGP rye. It's a ninety-five-five. Ninety-five-five. So before, okay. So going into this, what are your expectations for for this? Like, what what do you expect this to? How do you expect this to? to feel, to taste, what do you, what do you, ex what are, what are your expectations knowing what it is? Um, you know, I don't know the age of it. I'm thinking 95, five, uh, one, it's going to be the you know, the question is going to be, 
if, to me, if it's younger, I'm expecting more of a cedar pine, um, you know, type thing. If it's older, uh, you get more pepper spice. If it's got serious age on it, that spice is more of a baking spice. Um, you know, that kind of gets into cinnamon and, and nutmeg kind of thing. And then I'm always looking in MGP for that briny component. Uh, MGP rye a lot of times carries a lot of that. Um, I, I mean, to me, it's, it's a, it's a pickle juice note. It's that briny yeah. uh, kind of thing. Those are my, those would be my expectations. You have, I mean, I don't know where you go with that when you're tasting them, but, um, yeah, very similar. So this is an eight year, this okay. is an eight, eight year, 95% rye, 5% malt barley out of Indiana. Um, I go for a number of things. I always, I have my little checklist, you know, I'm looking for mouthfeel. I'm looking for, um, because it's eight years old. Um, I expect, um, you know, bursting with flavor, um, very viscous, very, uh, lingering, you know, up front and on the finish. Um, this is 120 proof, 125 proof. Um, so I expect it to be a little bit hot and being a little bit older. I expect those. Uh, baking spices to pop or that peppery spice, I should say to pop. Yeah, I would expect more. And I, it's funny cause I would not expect this to be anywhere near the front of the palate. I would expect this to just, I mean, jump across the middle and, and, and go race into the back with like that peppery, like black pepper heat on it. Like, like I'm getting, you would get it here almost. Yeah. You know, I, I, sadly, or I don't know, good, good or bad. I don't get a lot of, a lot of heat off of this, I, yeah. you know, even which. No, that's what um, you have to do now. Now you have to tell us exactly what, what it is. Yeah. It tastes like. What, so what it smells doing? hot, smells hot. You said, I think you said cinnamon. I get this cinnamon off the nose. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because you said it, but that was my initial aroma. Um, but it smells super hot. And then I have almost this like fruity, um, mm. undertone, like a pear underneath that cinnamon. Um, pear. Interesting. So it's pear. almost like a, like, like apple pie kind of spice, kind of the cinnamon apple or pear is interesting. Cause kind pear. of, but the pear is completely separate. When I think of pear, I think of more, um, um, uh, watery, you know, kind of a watered down fruit kind of, kind of, a um, uh, so not, not sweet, not dull. Um, I want to say hydrated, but <laughs> like, uh, you know, when I bite into a juicy pear, it's juicy and, and it's not overly sweet. It's, and it's not bitter, you know, it's just kind of, a uh, to me, pears are, they're refreshing. They're, they're just smooth. Um, but this has a nice cinnamon up front. Um, when I taste this, I get a good, good mouthfeel. You can see it's very viscous. Maybe you can't see it's got some great legs on it. Um, and I do like this. I pulled this, this sample because I, I do love this barrel. Yeah. You're cheating. <laughs> I am cheating. I knew. Well, you know, I'm familiar with my inventory and 
So this let's is... let's do the next one. What's okay, the next? the next one. We're gonna go. We're gonna try soft. We're gonna try some of this wheat. All right, is this a wheat whiskey? This is a wheat whiskey. This is a. Um, this is also a ninety-five-five. It's a ninety-five wheat. Oh. Yeah, five percent malted barley. You want to know how old this is? Oh, wrong glass. I dumped it in my water. <laughs> uh, so this could be very interesting, uh, depending on the age, because if it's young, I would expect it to be very... Um, I, I'd use two different terms, and they're probably not the right terms, but this would be grainy. This would be like that's almost like cereal grain kind of thing. And wheat can early have quite a bit of mm. spice to it. And the, but if it's older, uh, that spice and that kind of grainy note, uh, you would expect the barrel to look at that. <laughs> You're drinking your water with with the weeded <laughs> Let me cleanse my palate. It is diluted <laughs> weeded bourbon. Your analysis. But, it, you know, the, it, it, older, <clears throat> I would expect uh, much more uh, of a rich, syrupy quality. Uh, barrel notes come into play, toffees, vanillas, caramels, and it to be very uh, front of the palate centric. You know, sit, sit, you know, tip of the tongue to to maybe third without much, uh, finish on it. But I, what, so what, what is the, wait, give us the rundown. Yeah, this is, this is a nine year old. Oh, okay. 95, five wheat. Now to me, the fir first thing I said was soft. So I'm, I'm I am kind of cheating again. Very familiar with this. Um, so it's interesting for me is when I taste wheat whiskey, um, I love Bernheim. I love Bernheim's, uh, mm -hmm. uh, barrel strength. They had a, I think it was a six or seven, seven year, I think that came out this year. Um, and I get, um, a little bit of, uh, like salty peanut. Um, but also, smooth creamy caramel with wheat now when i blend wheat it changes to me i get that grainy almost dusty type of um wheat and it really to me it, it dries out so i i'm always careful and i feel like there's a sweet spot anytime i blended with wheat not enough wheat is it doesn't work for me um it's got to be uh, and too much is, is too much, but, um, there, there's that sweet spot in there where, um, uh, depending on what you're blending with is it, it will highlight the, that creamy caramel flavor. And then with the, I love a, a good, um, high corn, you know, 99 corn aged bourbon, um, with a wheat in it because it, it turns into this caramel popcorn flavor to me. It's just, it's, it's heaven. It's like my perfect, um, hmm design bourbon has to be the right age though. Um, so on this one, I I'm getting a little bit of that dusty grainy. It, and that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of kind of, uh, you know, harvest season. Um, you get that dust in the air and you can kind of smell the wheat. It's not, 
it's not hay, it's not corn, it's it's wheat. It's very it's like unique. Like a dry field. Like a dry field. Yeah, exactly. Um, again, great mouthfeel on this. Um, and a little bit hotter than the... So this is... What did I say this one was? That was 125. Uh, 118. Or I'm sorry, 122 on the wheat. So right around the same. Um, but it actually tastes hotter to me. Mm-hmm. than the than the rye. And I always feel like for me like that's because on a on a on a bourbon with rye or a high rye that finish is is what you kind of think about. The weeded you know that weeded stuff the the real taste and flavor is on the front. Uh, and you're, but you're kind of the higher proof stuff kind of leaves you with this this alcohol burn on the back end that isn't right. kind of hidden by the, the finish. I remember um, Parker's Heritage did a, a weeded uh, several years ago. It was 120 something proof or whatever. And, you know, I thought it was phenomenal. But I also like to drop a cube of ice in there just to kind of mute that heat on the back end so that I could really pay more attention to what was going on on the, on the front end. Yeah. Have you ever, um, you ever dropped a cube of ice in and, and it, it actually tasted hotter. It mm-hmm. actually increased heat wise. Um, yeah, I did that recently and, um, and that happens, you know, that's part of my blending process is, or my, my proofing process. I'll, I'll blend something and then I'll, um, you know, and I wanted to show you this, this is my, my easy dens. I've seen a lot of, uh, advertisements for these on social media recently. I don't know if it's because I've been talking about it and it pops up or, um, but this is, this is just proofing in a pocket in your pocket. You know, it's easy. You put a, you take a little couple drops of this in your syringe, pop it in there. Um, you know, pull the screen up on my, on my app, on my phone, you know, run a couple drops through there. Boom. It pops up, tells me the temperature, tells me the, the proof, which is cool instantly versus um you know having to fill up a graduated cylinder and um dropping a hydrometer in there but um yeah great for blending and then that way especially when i'm setting up a sample run you know i'll have them at cask strength so you know if i were to blend these up looking at one 120 122 you know, you're going to come somewhere in there and 120 something proof. And, um, and then I can easily set up samples to taste them at one, whatever, 117, 113 on down. And then, uh, you know, get a good accurate versus those are, those are handy little gadgets. They're very handy little gadgets. Yeah. A couple hundred bucks. Um, a little more than a regular hydrometer, 20, $20 hydrometer. But, uh, yeah. So, I I do love wheat whiskey, by the way. I do love. Um, so as I'm drinking this, we uh, I'm remembering the other night we went to uh, Drover Steakhouse here in Omaha, um, and I ordered. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It was two XO. Um, the Which one? Um, 
the family crest. Oh, tribute blend. Tribute, yeah, it was tribute blend. So I thought you were like the steak or something. <laughs> no, it was two XO. I had some, had some two XO tribute blend with my uh, with my steak. It was amazing. And uh, um, yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I I could swear I was tasting some wheat in there. No, no, there's no wheat in there um, at all. Uh, but you know, one of the things that you get with the double barreling, specifically that char four double barreling is it, it really brings it further forward, really brings, you know, adds those barrel sweet, you know, notes that are the kind of driving force behind weeded whiskey. And so it, it builds both viscosity and it, it builds a, a forward presence on the, on the palate. And, and, you know, you kind of, um, certainly can be tricked into thinking that there's weeded bourbon in there because of that, that barrel component that comes from the secondary, uh, aging. Yeah. Well, it was delicious. It was well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> it was, I had to, I couldn't remember if I had tried the tribute blend or not. I've had Phoenix. I've had, um, you know, recently had some American Oak, um, Gemma, Kentucky. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why you don't have all of those bottles in your, um, in your home bar, but you know, we can talk about that offline. So I, I is that the corn, <laughs> you have the, the third, component? this is the, yeah, this is a, this is a 99 corn, 99 corn. It's a 99 corn bourbon, 120 proof. Um, this is also a nine year. So roughly same age on all these. So um, I would expect this just having, I mean, I'm, I'm a long way away from where you are, but to have, you know, I, I mentioned a grainy component, which I would expect in the wheat, this would be more of a mashy component. Um, you know, that, that kind of sweet mash, like, like, like you smell when you walk yep. into the, you know, fermentation room, fermentation that, that tanks, kind yep. of like the, the, the actual cooked corn mash, um, you know, and, and just a heavy, uh, a sweetness, but, but definitely a, you know, like, like when people stick their finger in the tank and taste it or whatever, I mean, a lot yeah. of, a lot of that, um, you know, there, a real kind of savory thing also much, much of a, almost like the, like if you dropped a quarter on the middle of your tongue, like it just really, really lands right there in the middle with, you know, it's just, it's just right. Um, and I, I would think, you know, that it, it would be my experience with things like that are they, they, they are fun to play with. Like it's not something that I would bottle solo. Yeah. Uh, but it, it plays very well and brings, uh, uh, both a, a, a viscosity component, but also kind of, a uh, I don't know, just, just kind of a balancing savory note, uh, to the, to, to a blend. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I've got, um, some really good 99 corn aged barrels that, um, I always call them the magic, the magic component. You know, I always add them to a blend, I, I did a, um, a rye blend with, it was small batch, 
50 gallons, 40, 48 gallons of, um, in a nine year old or t- 10 year old 95, five rye. And then I added about eight gallons of this 99 corn. Um, very, very. So is very, that very, like very, an American whiskey blend? Is that what that was? Um, no, it's a, it's a rye. It's a rye finish, uh, finished. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it, it, it it'll, I'll, I'll bring some down to you. Hmm. You can, you can try it. It's, it's pretty unique. Um, but this in its, in its raw form. And I, and I love, by the way, I love tinkering with rye, wheat, corn, even, you know, malted barley, each one. And then just coming up with different ratios and, and, you know, going back to having different ages. So I'll have kind of, you know, the same mash bill lined up and have, um, you know, some of the younger stuff, four year, and six year, and then, but eight, nine, 10, 11, and be able to taste each one of those and then come up. Yeah. Use. So that's, that's what's happening here. So okay, yeah. we've got this spicy pear, uh, rye, uh, that is, that is somehow, um, also, what did you call it? Hydrated. Um, yeah, I very, very, yeah. I still can't come up with the same with a refreshing. It's, it's refreshing. It's refreshing. Okay. Yeah. And then we've got this, in a good, in such a this, good way, this soft, um, smooth, caramel, viscous, creamy. Yeah. Yeah. Creamy thing with a little heat on the back end. Yep. And then we've got the, uh, the kind of this, this, corn component which is um a bit of a did you i mean i you know, i guess you didn't really go into to that one, this is but. this is bold this is heavy this is um i mean it feels heavy when i sip it it's um immediately goes to the back of my palate um very silky but it's it's just it's it's more bold you can taste the the char in it too this is a heavy char um, and it really absorbs that. I, that's, that's been my, um, experience with these aged 99 corns is they really absorb that char. And so you get, um, almost a little bit of a smoky, um, uh, yeah, smoky kind of, uh, hmm. um, toffee, not quite coffee, but like a dark, darker chocolate, um, and it's it kind of it starts out a little bit dry, but then it gets sweet on the back of the palate. So, when you're if you were if you were at work here, if you were going to do something, oh, that's good. In in your you know, do you start going okay internally? Um, you want the focal point of the blend to be like so. We're going to walk through this. Uh, you now you now have to make a blend uh, of these three things. Where like how do you start that process? You say okay, I want this is this is what I want to lean into, so I'm going to go heavy on this one mm-hmm. and then use these things to complement here, there, or you know. So what what's that process like? Yeah, I'll usually um, if I don't have something in particular in mind, you know, if I'm leaning toward. Um, a particular flavor profile, 
I will just kind of sample. I'll, I'll pick five or six different barrel samples, you know, variety. And then so sometimes it's just, you know, scratch that they're not going to work or nothing's, nothing's really not really feeling it with these. Um, there's something there. There's, there's a, there's a, a combination of these that I can, I can almost imagine in my mouth, you know, what, that, yeah, what that's going like to taste like. So articulate that like, okay. Yeah. So I, as an example, I mean, it's just me. Um, I would, what in my mind, the first thing I would try to do was to try to use the, the back end spice of the rye as the, as the basis of this profile. And then try to build out the front end of this thing with um, quantities, you know, smaller quantities. And I would probably, first thing I would make would be about 30% of the wheat, 20% of the corn, and then 50% of the rye. That's, a, that's where I would start thinking, okay, I'm building out the middle slightly, but I don't want all of that. I don't want to over mash this thing with the corn. So I just right. want a little bit of that, but I'd like to have enough of the wheat to, to bring it forward, to try to balance a lot of the spice on that rye. But that's right. me like what, what you now, cause you have to do it. Right. And then you have to lie and say, yes, this is the most magical <laughs> thing I've amazing. ever created. <laughs> and I'm going to go bottle it right now. I kind of feel like almost the uh, kind of flip that corn and rye. So it'd be about just because this corn is really hitting me right now, um, about 50% of that corn and then 30% of the rye, 20% of the wheat. Um, however, I'm kind of rethinking that now. I'm just wondering how that's going to play out, you know. So I would now you have to do it, do it right yeah. there in front of us. This, <laughs> have is to live. Do it. this is live TV. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you know, I have to start over with some other samples to to do the, and you know, we're just um, I bought Kentucky windage here, not not using precise measurements. Um. But I'm 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 kind of rethinking that um, the wheat and the the rye flipped. What that would what that would be like if I want that? Uh, my fear is that the the wheat's going to be pushed down and um, going to be more of a dusty kind of greeny aftertaste versus a um, upfront kind of a, a peanutty. So oh. that way. So what's the what do you have in the glass right now? So this is this ended up being the uh, about fifty percent of this blend is the ninety nine corn, okay, um, and then roughly thirty percent, a little more than a a quarter was the rye, and then the remaining was was wheat. So about about twenty percent. It was actually about fifteen percent um, wheat. Oh. Very, uh, very smooth. Um, I don't get that, that heat aroma that I did from the wheat. Um, and surprisingly, um, I get, I get, uh, I can smell the rye, but it's not that pear, um, 
I keep wanting to say citrusy, but it's it's not it's not citrus uh, flavor that I got in the in just the moistness, the moistness. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fresh. Um, oh man, that's really that's interesting. We don't have to air this if it if it turns out amazing, right? Um, oh gosh, that that's that's it's good. That's good. That's um, I would I would pursue this. I would take it and um, you know, kind of establish this as kind of the next level baseline. Um, you know, record my um ratios that I have in there, and then uh, not quite start to tinker with the proof just yet. But, uh, gosh, I almost get like, a on the back end, like a salty peanut and that, that corn, um, really the, the car, the it's, it's caramel. It's, it's caramel right on the, on the tip of my tongue. Um, it's like, uh, and almost just a, a tiny little note of green apple beneath that. That's good. So we're at we're at fifteen of the wheat, roughly thirty five of the corn, and fifty of the rye. Corn, F- fifty of the corn. Of, yeah, so yep. fifteen yep. of the wheat. We went my 30, way, not your way. Thirty five of the rye, <laughs> yeah. fifty of the corn. And if you were going to Ooh. to to go to 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 try to tweak this, like, do you look at things that you say, okay, I wish it had a little bit more of this or a little bit less of this, or I wish it landed, you know, how, how would you, how would you prepare the second blend as you, as you follow this? Yeah, I would, um, I would actually increase the rye in this a little bit. Um, just because I can kind of taste that, it's it's almost like a, a caramel covered um, green apple. It reminds me of uh, oh, not a um, there's a there's a candy. Oh, the it's little a, suckers. Yeah, like green a little, apple yeah, caramel suckers. Green apple caramel sucker. Yeah. Yeah. With a little bit of. Yeah, I found one stuck under a rug in my house. So <laughs> Oh man, that's, that's really good. Actually, I, I, I might actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a little bit of water in that. Maybe. You don't have water. It has whiskey. You screwed that. <laughs> no, I have a, oh, here it is. I have a little, uh, yeah, you know, let's talk about this for a second. So this is, Obviously, it's got the Golden Sheaf brand on it, um, but this is just purified or uh, distilled water. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is part of my everyday blending and tasting. Um, and and that's you know, I, I I love I love tasting things. I love trying things. I love, uh, especially when I walk into a place like Proof and they they're like, hey, something new, give it give it a try. You know, I'll taste it. Um. And I immediately want to want to try it different ways. You know, I'll I'll sip sip on it and uh, let it breathe. 
um, you know, sit and socialize for a minute and, you know, try some more, but then, um, I'll put a drop or two of water in it just to kind of see what happens. And, uh, you know, obviously it's diluting it down a little bit, but, um, I'm always very picky too about using the same water. That way I get consistent change. Um, so I take these with me and, uh, oh, you're that guy. I'm that guy. Yeah, I am that guy. Oh man, it got sweeter. It got, it got sweeter and a little bit hotter actually, which is good. It's kind of, kind of pushing that sweetness up yeah. through the, through the, that kind of, uh, uh, what is that? It's like a, it's that caramel corn, but it, it, it's got this sweet note on the back end of it. Yeah. And I love that. I love getting, you know, being able to kind of transform the flavor and, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of control, but like you've talked about, it's, you know, one and one don't add up to, to two. Um, but you get a little bit of, uh, oh man, get this really, really sweet, uh, tinge of, uh, what is that? It's, uh, it's like, uh, <laughs> sp spicy, salty. No, that's good. Well, this, that thanks. This was fun. Sorry. I, I wasn't able to play along, but it's, ah, it's more important that, you know, we, I don't know. It's, it's good. Learning your yeah. system. I mean, this I like is the, it. This is the blending bourbon podcast. And I, you know, I think every once in a while it's good to talk about blending and what that means. You know, here, here's the other thing too. I had this thought going into this. Yeah. For, for a long, long time. Um, and I see people talking about this on social media, you know, they, they blended some, you know, well-known products, some Jim Beam with some Buffalo trace with some, um, you know, and, and they come up with their own concoction and that's awesome. That's great. That's, a, that's blending. Um, you know, years into that, just kind of the, 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 um, hobby aspect of it, you know, being able to source this kind of stuff where I'm, you know, getting various mash bills at various proofs at various ages. Um, that's incredible. That's, that's, you know, that's my joy. That's my passion is to be able to take those because then it's like, you're able to, you know, get to the, the foundation, you know, it's, it's not the, it's not the, the origin it's, it's, you know, somebody's created it and somebody's, you know, created that mash bill and they've aged it, but, um, it's more of a pure, you know, raw ingredient versus, um, taking something that's already been distilled down to 90 proof or 80 proof and I then blending with that. I agree. Uh, the, the rawer, the better as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. That's, well, that's just, amazing. That's, that's not just with bourbon either. That's, um, I'm talking about steak. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Good stuff. This yeah. was fun. I'll have to put this in a bottle and bring it down to you this week. Could you make a larger? Um, I, don't, I don't. I'll bring you a 750. The thimble full. No, <laughs> It'd be fun to taste. Yeah. Yeah. I'll taste it live. I'll taste it live. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. That's plan. Part two. All right. This was fun. Sounds Thank good. you, sir. Absolutely. Cheers, my friend. Happy New Year. 
Happy New Year to you. Sounds good. Cheers, brother. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, all of the things. Until next time, thanks, everybody. Cheers.